Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital. Hello, Katie. Hey, Keith. It's nice to be back in front of you. Los Angeles. Actually in the same room together. LA welcomes you home. I can see your face when I make a sarcastic comment <laughs> and your eyes roll out of your head and across the table. As it's meant to be. Um, well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop. On Billboard's weekly charts, in addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got news about Post Malone, Little Nas X, J. Cole, and more. Plus, we'll be reviewing some of our favorite unlikely collaborations of the past, uh, spurred in part by the new Mason Ramsey and Young Thug remix of Little Nas X's Old Town Road. What's unlikely about that? Nothing. <laughs> 2019, it's the year of nothing surprising anymore. Um, and among those tunes that we'll be talking about uh, include tracks by David Bowie and Mariah Carey. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Katie, um, we mentioned at the top of the show how we're back together for, for the first time after yeah. a couple of weeks uh, because I was in London for a little bit and you were here, uh, yes. which is still exotic. But yes. we haven't really properly caught up. We literally have not properly caught up about anything that we've been doing the past few weeks. And uh, though this is not scripted, it's completely unscripted. <laughs> um, I do know that both of us saw big concerts over yes, the weekend. Yes, we did. You saw Paul McCartney at Dodger Stadium. Yes, I did. I saw Kylie Minogue at Edinburgh Castle in yes, Edinburgh, you Scotland. Did. So first... Uh, Paul, I want to know everything about uh, it. Were, were these like comp tickets for to cover for? I, I reviewed the show. You yes, reviewed the for show. Billboard.com. Well, I haven't read the story yet. Um, yeah, so Had I you reviewed seen the Paul show. before. This is my fourth time seeing Paul McCartney. I've never seen him. Oh my god. Okay, you probably should have been at I this know. one. Oh my god. He's such a bucket list. <laughs> Gail is really sad she wasn't at it. Our colleague Gail was very jealous that I went. Um, it was unbelievable. Um. The, this is the second proper full Paul McCartney concert I've ever seen. I took my mom when I was in college because she's a massive Beatles fan. My mm -hmm. parents both. My mom was like, you know, OG Beatlemania, you know, adored them fan. My dad was like psychedelic, like rock and roll area oh, <laughs> era, like Beatles fan. Didn't you say that your mom saw the Beatles live? Oh, yeah. She saw the them in the 60s. Yeah. That, that's, at, that's, a, at like a county fair or something, a state that's, fair. That's not something anyone can really say. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. She saw them back in the day. So she like made me a fan. This concert I, could not have been any more just like insane. He played 38 songs. Were they like medleys? No. <laughs> 38 songs, three uh, hours long. How, how, He's 77 uh, years old. Uh, and of those 38 songs, 22 were Beatles songs. Wow. And we all know he has an amazing catalog as a solo artist with Wings. Like, there is plenty. And obviously, his current, he has, I mean, he has an album out that came out in September. Number one on the Billboard 200. By the way, I interviewed Paul last year about yes, it. Yes, you did. Anyway, back to Katie. No, but like, it was it was like everything he did like could not have been more epic. Wow. And um, he, he joked about, um, you know, how fans want to hear the old stuff, obviously. Yeah. You know, he did play four songs off the new album. Oh. And... Uh, and went right before he played "Fa You," which was the lead single from the the album. Right before he played that, he said that, um, you know, when we play a Beatles songs, 
you know, I look out, all your phones are glowing. It's like a galaxy of stars. And when I play one of the new songs, it's like a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but then, of course, people proved him wrong and, and held up their phones for, that, for the next song. I mean, you know, to be in that position where you've had so many albums and you are on tour, frankly, in support of the new music. And you, as an artist, are so excited about to yes. new music. You want the people to to experience that excitement with you. Yes. And, and, and also, frankly, some of the songs on the new album, like I was really, like I asked him about them. So I'll have to check the set list on your story. I was really kind of eager to see like which songs he did. Well, I can life. tell you. he did, So he did Fight You, but he also did Who Cares, which he talked about like being about bullying beforehand. And then he did um, uh, Come On To Me. But yeah, no, it was um, it was just... Amazing. It, yeah, it was great. And then I, I haven't even said, during the encore, he brings out... Ringo friggin' star. I mean, the only two living Beatles are on stage in front of me. But that's not exactly a common occurrence. No, you know what's crazy? He did this also, um, I want to say it was 2014, when they did a taping of the uh, Ed Sullivan anniversary show. Um, it was like 50 years after the Ed Sullivan show, I think, mm-hmm. in 2014. Um, I was there, and that was the first time that they'd performed together in like decades. And then the last time they performed together before Saturday night was that time. So what they do in the encore? They did... So Ringo did two songs with Paul. They did um, the Sgt. Pepper reprise, so oh. the, you know, the show-ending lyrics. And then they did Helter Skelter, of all things. Wow. Which is one of the, like, you know, most hard rock Beatles songs. And it was insane, crazy light show for it. Um, wow. And then Joe Walsh comes out, too. Sure. Throw, uh, in, throw in an eagle. And, you know, as, if you listen to this, I am obsessed you with the Eagles. The Eagles. It, Joe Walsh came out for the end from Abbey Road where there's a big guitar breakdown and basically mm. Paul, his two guitarists on stage and Joe did like a riff off, like trading riffs with each other. Like it, my mind was like blown. Dan, I was speechless. Like I, I was freaking out so much. And you had pretty good seats, I guess. We were in the 19th row on, on the floor. Uh, oh, wow. So you didn't have to look at the screens or anything. I mean, I did. It's funny. Like even when you're that on the close, floor, you're still... it's still nicest to look at the screen but then you can look at the stage and see the spectacle and actually see paul too what did they open with and what he closed with okay open with hard day's night oh well oh that's great yeah and then he the close the close thing was the the three song suite from abbey road that starts with golden slumbers then it goes into carry that weight and then the end appropriately oh, the end the full the actual end of the show was the end yeah which oh, was the, the joe walsh thing and the, i mean the last lyric of the song which i think they've been doing the end as the last song of every stop of the freshen up tour this was the last stop of it um the final lyric is and in the end the love you take is equal to the love you make mm-hmm. which is just a beautiful note to end the show on it was just I thought they would have ended with you posted a video of um, Live and Let Die. I thought maybe they would have oh, ended with like a big pyro. They thing. actually so they sandwiched Live and Let Die between Let It Be and Hey Jude to end the show properly. <laughs> oh, okay, to end it before the encore. Yes. Okay. Sure. Oh my god. Oh god. And when you <laughs> Guys. When, when I saw you posted that, I was like, oh my god. If I were in LA, I oh would have totally god. tried to go. Oh my god. Oh my um, god. Okay, so Kylie, this is a great crazy thing too because like the Beatles are like you know that was like the first like music I ever got into as a kid it's like my favorite thing it's like everything leads back to the Beatles like Oasis was my favorite band as a teenager because I love the Beatles you know what I mean right Kylie is like one of your like yeah weirdly people weirdly um I counted up and I think I've now seen Kylie Minogue more than I've seen any other artist whoa which is so what are we talking about like how many times I think this was my sixth time ah that's awesome um so I saw her Edinburgh Castle which is this you know zillions year old castle in Edinburgh Scotland on the top of a hill and at the other end of the 
hill is where the queen summers in, <laughs> in, a, in a residence. I mean, it's just that sort of ridiculous. It's just this beautiful outdoor venue in the esplanade outside of a castle. Uh, and um, <laughs> and uh, she did, it was just nothing but the hits. Mm. Just hits, 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 hits. And I just saw her last year for her Golden tour in mm-hmm. support of her most recent studio album, Golden. And I saw her at the O2 in London. Mm-hmm. And it was like a tour that was in support of a new album. So like half the show was new songs. And it had sort of a more kind of storyline and was a little bit more thematic as Kylie sort of does. I mean, there were like hits. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, it was geared more towards like a kind of a core Kylie fan with flirtations of stuff that people know. Yeah. This one was just like a crowd pleaser. Mm. Like every song was like a hit. Now, granted, she is doing this. She's doing like a series of like shows this summer. I think maybe like she just came off Glastonbury. She played Glastonbury, um, which was very similar to what I saw. But Glastonbury had a shorter set. That was more like maybe like like an hour and this and we had like an hour and a half. But I mean, it was just hit after hit after hit. Like the locomotion, I should be so lucky, can't get you out of my head, slow, spinning around, kids, new stuff, old stuff, you know, everything. (laughs) And it was just fun. Yeah. It was just like fun. It was just such a great time. And she's just like this effervescent, fizzy pop princess. Where you're just like, you walk in, I'm going to have a great time. You walk out, I feel good. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, th- I counted up and I've seen her. The first time I saw her, I think, was at the O2 in London for the Aphrodite Les Folies tour where she had all these like water fountains fly out of the stage. Oh and <laughs> it was just so over the top. And I'm like, you have to see this. And then that show came to the Hollywood Bowl here in Los Angeles, but without all the water features because that just wasn't <laughs> going to travel to America. And then I saw her again at the Bowl uh, a, a, a little bit later. Then I saw her uh, at Hyde Park mm, for British that. Summertime Festival mm-hmm. when her support acts were Sheik and Nile Rogers and Grace Jones. Yeah. Because you know. <laughs> then I saw her again at the O2 last year and then now this year. Um, and Madonna, I think I've seen like five times. Wow, that's what I was going to ask. Like, I figured like, she was the next closest. In, in terms of the acts that I've seen the most, Kylie I think is the most and then Madonna and the Rolling Stones, I think I've seen like maybe See, five See, now, times. for me, you haven't seen Paul. I've never seen the Rolling Stones. Oh, God, my I God. I told Gail, unfortunately, they're coming to the Rose Bowl next month. Yeah. And it's when I'm out of town. Oh, crap. I know. Because I definitely, I mean, like, this legit could be their final tour with Mixed Health. I mean, I, yeah. we'll see, but... Well, um, oh my God, we just went on t- real tangent. So that entire uh, like eight minute tangent, people, was is going to substitute in for our chart stat of the week yeah. this week. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So for fans of the chart stat, you just got me and Katie talking a lot about shows that we just saw this past weekend. But what about the chart chat? But let's do the chart chat. So first up on the Billboard 200 albums chart, the Revenge of the Dreamers 3 compilation debuts at number one, earning 115,000 equivalent album units in the U.S., in the weekend being July 11th, of course, according to Nielsen Music. Uh, the 18-track hip-hop project boasts the Dreamville Records label roster of acts, uh, including Dreamville chief Jay Cole on eight songs. In addition, more than 25 other guests from outside of the Dreamville ranks are featured on the album. Is this Jay Cole making up for the fact that he always talks about himself being like number one with no with, features? With, with, with no features. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now he's like, the how way, about 25 of them? How about a whole bunch more? <laughs> um, yeah, on the album, you've got um, like Ty Dolla Sign, Baby, and T.I., 
among many, many others. Um, a lot of people, a lot of which are not super familiar to like sort of casual pop fans, but if like you're a hip hop head, you'll know who these people yeah. are. Um, and the tracks were recorded during a 10-day session in January where more than 100 artists Jeez. and producers were invited to write and record songs for the album. Yeah. Um, next week, uh, next week, <laughs> Watch for another album with a million guests <laughs> to enter number one uh, as industry forecasters expect Ed Sheeran's new album, Number Six Collaborations Projects, uh, Collaboration Project, just rolls off the tongue, mm-hmm. uh, starts uh, to start atop the tally. I'm having a really hard time reading this for some reason. The 15-song album finds Sheeran joined uh, by the likes of Camila Cabello, Ella May, Eminem, Skrillex, Bruno Mars, Chris Stapleton... 50 Cent. Khalid, Justin Bieber. Just everyone. (laughs) Anyone and everyone. Um, Next up, over on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, Little Nas X's Old Town Road featuring Billy Ray Cyrus holds tight atop the tally for a 15th week. Just 15. It is only the third single in the nearly 61-year history of the Hot 100, which launched in 1958, to spend 15 weeks at number one. If it spins a 16th week at number one, it will take the all-time record, will tie the all-time record for the most weeks at number one, shared by One Sweet Day by Mariah Carey and Boyz II Men, and Despacito by Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee, featuring Justin Bieber. So is it going to do, is it going to, it's going to get the 16th week, right? Um, <laughs> I mean, probably. Yeah. I mean, even though even though the song has a healthy lead over the number two single this week, which is Billie Eilish's Bad Guy, um, it seems that Camp Old Town Road isn't taking any, taking hmm. any chances. Old, Camp Old Town Road, not sing I know, that I song. Do da, do da. Camp Town Graces uh, sing? Okay, anyway. Um, last week, Lil Nas X dropped a new remix of Old Town featuring Young Thug and 12-year-old yodeling phenom Mason Ramsey. Sure. Um, Talk about a collaboration you would only see in 2019. Little Nas X, Billy Ray Cyrus, Young Thug, and Mason Ramsey on a track which interpolates a Nine Inch Nails song. Yeah, of course. Well, Billie Eilish, uh, for her part, her single continues to gain steam and perhaps owed to how Old Town Road is declining a bit in How 100 Points, though still had by quite a bit, she put out her own remix of Bad Guy with her teen idol Justin Bieber. Yeah, I mean that that whole thing where like the cover of the single the cover of the single artwork for the new version of Bad Guy, which has Justin on it, is a picture of Billy in her room as like a, a tween Billy with in posters. a dance costume with Justin Bieber posters just filling her walls. It's hilarious. And um, were you sort of disappointed that she put this out? It was at um, I think on Thursday. noon on Thursday. Yeah, I was. I thought I thought for sure to maximize their sort of hot 100 chances, they would wait until Friday. Yeah, but I guess it was just because. Australia and New Zealand had already turned over their stores and mm. it was already Friday there. And that's why I posted when it did. Well, but yeah. in light of all these new versions of uh, Hot 100 hits uh, and how unusual it is to see the words Mason Ramsey and Young Thug, let me try it again. Young, Young Thug? Thug together on a song. We thought we'd take a look at some of our favorite unlikely collaborations that have become hits. Um, and we see these particular collaborations as unlikely as they usually marry artists who may be from, like, say, different genres or appeal to particularly different fan bases or perhaps ages. 
And we're restricting our list to proper studio recorded collaborations, not the one-off awards show pairings that we've come to know and love, like Eminem pairing with Elton John at the Grammy Awards for a performance of Stan, for instance. Yeah, and, and this list is not exhaustive, of course. There are many more to discuss. But let's start with Barbra Streisand and Donna Summer. No More Tears, Enough is Enough, which was released in 1979. Um, Apparently at the urging of some friends and confidants of Streisand, including her son Jason, uh, Summer was invited to lunch at Streisand's home in Malibu, where the two heard the demo recording of Enough is Enough for the first time. Summer was, of course, already the queen of disco in 1979. I mean, she was bad girls and hot stuff and dim all the lights and, you know, all that stuff. But Streisand who had been really known for, like, you know, Broadway and ballads and, like, standard and all that, had actually just had some success with, like, a a dance number with the main event, Fight. Um, So, you know, the pairing wasn't exactly completely unusual, but still it wasn't necessarily expected. It feels less unusual now. Now. Looking back, you're like, oh, yeah, two divas of a certain era. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) That makes all the sense in the world. Two divas with incredible voices. Why not put them together on a song? Yeah. Um, Well, the track ended up being a huge hit, spending two weeks at number one on the Hot 100, became a top 20 hit on the Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs chart. Uh, Sadly, Barbara and Donna never actually sang the song live together. Um, despite its success. And uh, we will actually, of course, never hear the song together with them now because Donna, of course, passed away in 2012. Well, moving on next, we have uh, Bing Crosby and David Bowie's Christmas mashup song, Peace on Earth slash Little Drummer Boy. Um, In 1977, Bing invited Bowie to record the Christmas song for Crosby's final holiday special. The song was credited with helping to kind of normalize... The uh, the <laughs> eclectic career of David Bowie. At eclectic's the time. A, a nice word of yes. yeah, calling it. Yeah, you know, and kind of making him you know like palatable for an older generation, perhaps. Right. Um, well, Bowie later said that uh, he did it because uh, he said of Bing Crosby, "I just knew my mother liked him." Oh, <laughs> sure. Which is really sweet. That's sweet. Um, So the song was recorded in September 1977 for the holiday special of that year. And Bing actually passed away in that that following October, just over a month later. Oh, wow. Which Keith and I did not realize that when we were researching. Um, And though it was never on the Hot 100, it's a holiday favorite that has hit a number of our seasonal charts. And it also peaked at number three on the UK singles chart. Um, Here's one that's a little bit more recent. Uh, in 2017, we got B.B. Rexa and Florida Georgia Lines Meant to Be. Um, really, it's a song like this that exemplifies where music is in the past few years, and especially 2019. Um, it's a song that bridges two different genres, uh, you know, sort of the pop stylings of B.B. Rexa and a core country act, like the duo Florida Georgia Line. Of course, Florida Georgia Line is also known for collaborating outside of their genre, like on Cruise featuring Nelly, uh, who's a hip-hop star, or on Let Me Go with dance act Alesso and pop singer Haley Steinfeld. Meant to Be was clearly meant to be a huge mm-hmm. hit. Um, it ended up spending a record 50 weeks at number one on the Hot Country Songs chart Whoa. and was a top 10 hit on the Billboard Hot 100. And I feel like something similar-ish to that was Zed and Maren Morris teaming up for the middle. Yeah. Though Maren went... Like, she sounds very pop it's, on yeah, the it's song. A pop it's full on it's pop a full-on pop song, and she just happens to be a country star who sang it. But, yeah. you know. Um, okay, next up, we have the aforementioned Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. They actually teamed up two times. Uh, first, for The Girl Is Mine from MJ's 1982 classic Thriller, 
and then for Say 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 for Paul's 1983 album Pipes of Peace. Though I learned they were recorded at the same time with George Martin in the same session. Which is your favorite of the two? Um, I we I think we've talked about this before. My favorite, Say Say Say. I don't like the songs. Either I one. I love of them? Paul McCartney. Oh wow. And of course, Michael Jackson's music is classic, but I'm not a big fan of these songs. Okay, well. So there's that. <laughs> so The Girl's Mind uh, peaked at number two on the How 100, while Say 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 went all the way to number one. So the people agreed with you. Yeah. yeah. Of course, the duo never reteamed because of their infamous bad blood over Michael buying the Beatles catalog out from under Paul in 1985. Next up. It now seems very commonplace for Mariah Carey to work with rappers, but in 1995, when Old Dirty Bastard hopped on Fantasy for a remix, it was sort of unexpected. Uh, According to the internet, her label Columbia even worried that um, the remix would be a little left field for Mariah's fans. And there was even a version where they they remixed it. It was a bad boy remix, but they took out the ODB verse because they're like, ODB is a step too far (laughs) for Mariah music. But uh, the song is absolutely incredible and has one of my favorite ODB lines of all time, um, which is, me and Mariah go back like babies and pacifiers. You have to say it, me and Mariah (laughs) go back Uh, like babies and pacifiers. Yeah. Uh, Fantasy was, of course, one of Mariah's record 18 number ones on the Hot 100. No surprise there. Well, uh, years before this, we had Julio Iglesias and Willie Nelson with To All the Girls I've Loved Before. Back before there was Despacito, (laughs) we had Julio and Willie. Um, As the story goes, Willie heard Julio on the radio in, I think, London sometime in 1983, liked what he heard, but didn't really know about Julio. Um, and Willie's wife uh, said maybe they should do a song together. Um, so uh, the two connected, and Willie evidently did not know anything about Julio's career at the time. Didn't realize that Julio was like this mega global superstar mm-hmm. in the Latin world and had sold tons and tons of music. He's like, oh, didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the two connected and recorded to all the girls I've loved before. And the pairing proved to be uh, sweet music to fans' ears. Mm. The song hit number five on the Hot 100, number one on the Hot Country Songs chart, and number three on the Adult Contemporary chart. Further, Willie and Julio won the Country Music Association, a.k.a. the CMA, award for Vocal Duo of the Year, while the song was nominated for Single of the Year. It's really incredible that Julio has a CMA. Yeah, um, and Katie thought of a, a sort of a fun collaboration that didn't actually p- sort of t- produce like a, a hit single, but... We'll give it an honorable mention. Yeah. Um, to Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett, who, of course, recorded an entire jazzy duets album, Cheek to Cheek, though none of its songs started on the Hot 100. The album debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. So that counts for something. It counts. Yeah. Uh, for the record, Gaga has now recorded songs with The Muppets and Tony Bennett, of course, not to mention Beyonce. And Bradley Cooper, her A Star is Born partner, yeah. and many other people. And many other She's people. She's a collaborative Colby artist. Colby O'Donis. We just won't mention R. Kelly. Right. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> what would even be unlikely anymore? Like Metallica with Ariana Grande? <laughs> um, like, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. Like, what would be weird in 2019? I mean, yes, Metallica and Ariana Grande would be weird. I mean, no, Metallica we, and Lady Gaga sang together on the Grammys That's once. true. And we did, we mentioned, when we were talking about this, we, we brought up Jay-Z and Linkin Park. Which at the time, I think, was a little unusual. It was unusual, but it also made all the sense in the world because rap rock in general had right. become a thing. Like, Limp Biscuit and, you know, kind and then, like, Fred Durst and Method Kid Man rock and that and, sort of thing. Right. But, like, 
But the fact that such a like hip hop artist came together with such a just core rock band, and then yeah, Uh, Barbara Streisand and uh, Major Lazer. Go, go. Um, 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 Johnny Mathis and a friend of the podcast, Johnny Mathis and uh, Skrillex. How about Darren Chris covering Dave Matthews Band with Steve Aoki? Oh, that's you don't an actual say. song. That's an actual song. <laughs> that was um, an actual song released Friday. <laughs> okay, so um, that's the end of our big shoe. Uh, what song should we go out on? Oh, what weird collaboration should we go out on? Um, well, not a, like. <laughs> well, like, like maybe let's go out with something that maybe wasn't necessarily an unexpected collaboration. Oh, just like, expected? Well, no, I don't know. I mean, like Lady Marmalade by you know Pink oh. Maya. Uh, Never gonna turn uh, down an op- opportunity. Uh, Little Kim and Christina Aguilera. Yes. See you guys next time. Bye.